Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Welcome to episode 19 of Her First Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. My name is Kyle West, and I am joined by her in our title, Mrs. Casey West. Hello. Oh, that was weird. What? Calling you Mrs. Casey yeah. West? Yeah. Still not got used I, to it? No, I still think I'm Miss, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm I too was gonna, young to be I was going to say Miss Katie West, actually, but... But then we could be like, ah, screw the system, be whatever you want to be. Yeah. For anyone who's listened to this, there may be a little bit of a uh, some bloopers at the end of this episode, because we were originally going to have Katie introduce the show, but for whatever reason, she became unable to introduce her first I, track. I suck at this. You don't. You, yeah, d- you, you like, did when you were trying to do the intro just now. You're too loud, you're too quiet, stop laughing, just welcome people. So I said welcome. And, and left was... it. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll pop out on the end of the show for you just to get a look at behind the scenes of trying to do this show. Uh, Katie, how are you? I am tired. We have just woken up, actually, as we record this. Mm-hmm. So, Haven't even drank my coffee yet. Nope. It's made. I made you a nice coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. Black coffee with some kind of salted caramel syrup. Mm-hmm. Sugar-free. Hashtag oh, okay. Slimming World. So we're going to be talking about two episodes of Star Trek this week, once again. Uh, technically three. DS9 and it will be TOS. So I'm looking forward to chatting about TOS again. It's been, uh, feels like ages, but I think it's only been a couple of weeks. And following that, we'll be back then in two weeks with a new episodes. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time, Katie, or any time really, talking about our general chit-chat for the week. We're saving that for the brand new episode of Blast Shield, which uh, airs tomorrow. So that's Monday the 6th, if uh, you are listening to this on release day. Otherwise, it may already be out, in which case you can find out about who knows what from last week. My team night out, my hangover, your adventures whilst I was on my my team night out. So we won't waste any time. We're going to get straight into it for you. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Her First Trek. That's on Twitter, Facebook. We're also on Instagram. We're on Instagram as well. And you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star, please. Drop a review if you can. Helps us Go up the search engines and just, it's all... Climb that algorithm ladder. Yeah, algorithm, that was it. I was about to say anagram. They're fun too. Yeah, nothing to do with the podcast though. No. But uh, that, I guess that's the time in the morning that's making me mess up. So thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. 19 episodes is crazy. Don't forget, we have another episode of Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast dropping this week as well. Hope you're enjoying that show as it uh, approaches the midway point of season two. Right then, let's get on with it. We're going to jump into DS9 first. Kira's already locked down the Valerian ship and she's diverted half the station systems to her control. Since when? An hour ago. I've heard some disturbing rumors from our people in the promenade. I think she's going to make an attempt on your life. I want you to arrest them. Kira and every Bajoran officer on this station. I want the name of every sympathizer. That's not a good idea, sir. There's a lot more of them than there are of us. If we tip our hand, it might work against us. What can we do? Leave the station. Never! Get me a phaser! I'll get rid of Kara! Hear me out, sir! 
We leave the station, raise a federation of type force and return. And on that day, we'll get rid of all your enemies. How do we proceed? I need a few more hours to free up the Valerian ship. I've already talked to their captain. He's more than happy to take us back to Federation space. Call me as soon as you're ready. We are talking about Dramatis Personae. I think I've said that right. I'm assuming, I think it sounded okay. I'm assuming I pronounced the S on Dramatis. So this episode saw Kira and Cisco finally go head-to-head, but maybe not in the way that we expected. So the Klingon ship comes out of the wormhole and proceeds to explode. But they beam the Klingon over. He dies, but he did say victory. I think it was his choice of words. And we find out that the Klingons had actually gone through there, planning to find something that would make all their enemies, I don't know, shake in fear or something. But they came back with a bacterial virus or something. I can't remember. But either way, it was making people behave almost like to their opposites, I guess. Mm. Kira really starts to want to make a move for power on the station. She stages a coup. She does, and she's talking to people about it, Dax and the like. Miles has become incredibly loyal and is standing by Cisco. And That's is what sta- that says about him normally. Do you think actually it was it was making them extreme versions of themselves? Maybe. I and don't Dax really was know. too relaxed. Yeah, she was so chilled. She was she so was laid chilled. back. She was horizontal. But Cisco was just obsessed with the drawing he was doing. And then the Making model, that clock. Whilst the station was pretty much being taken from underneath him, Odo obviously wasn't affected by it. And we saw we saw the virus try to affect Odo because there's a moment where he like passes out and his face does a weird thing. But obviously the virus doesn't work on a shapeshifter, a changeling. So he was okay and he's the one who noticed the problems and he tries to fix them. Ultimately, he plays the teams against each other and gets them onto one room. They let this thing out. I can't remember what they do. Uh, and uh, it makes everyone better. They suck it out of the airlock. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They suck it out of the airlock. And he's like, everyone hold on. And they all hold on. I mean, that could have gone horribly wrong. It really could have. It seems a bit reckless. But I think you've got a certain amount of time when the air starts coming out. I don't think you like get sucked out straight away if you hold on. I don't think it's too powerful to do that. Once all the air's gone, though. I would assume that it would just suck all the air out of your lungs, you know? like Don't hold your breath, kid. Don't, don't hold it. Yeah, you don't should hold clarify. Your... Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean... Underwater? Hold your breath. Yeah. Don't hold your breath in space, because that will make your lungs expand. You will explode. Your body doesn't explode. Your lungs, I think, can explode inside your chest, but your body doesn't. It's a, it's a myth. Ah. I was reading about this just a Just in case ago. you ever find yourself in the middle of space with I don't know no why breathing I was, apparatus. I don't know why I was reading it, actually. So Probably down one of the rabbit holes of the yeah. internet. It's about reading something, and that's it, isn't it? What do you think this episode, then? I thought, I thought it was quite fun, myself. It was okay. I didn't understand, really, what was going on, yeah. for the most part. Never knew whose side anyone was on, which I guess was no, that, supposed that to was be the charm yeah. of it. Zach sided with Kira. Yeah, that was weird. She turned. Yeah, I think even Bashir had as well. I think Bashir was on Kira's side until Odo convinced him that it would be more rewarding for him to to join a third side, which was Odo's side. It was interesting seeing um, Dax so chilled. That was quite funny. What was the uh, the bit where Miles manages to get Cisco out of ops when the coup's happening and he beams them out? And Kira's like, I thought you turned off the transporter system. And Dax is just like... Yes, I must have forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when she's sitting at a station, she's just daydreaming all the time. Yeah, she's not and doing it. Just like pressing buttons, like la 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 la. I love how paranoid Miles was about yeah. the Bajorans, though. And he was like, he had security detail outside Cisco's office. He was sitting in, sorry, outside Cisco's quarters, and he was sitting in Cisco's office. And Odo came up there, and Miles was just chilling in the. Uh, I was like the boss. 
the man. This is the first time I think we've seen Kira and Cisco come to a head. Mm. Did you like that it was under almost like false pretenses kind of thing? Um, or would you have rather seen it happen for real? I don't know. I don't think it needs to happen for real now because she's had her little moment and she she's continuing to have her moment, you know, of being insubordinate or like... You referred to her to last night as his little Rottweiler. She is. She's like the little untrained Rottweiler puppy that's going to go and eat your cushions or something. <laughs> Kira would totally chew up And then she'd be like, cushions. you know that picture of the dog that we were looking at yesterday that just like chewed up the whole sofa yeah. and then was just laying on the sofa, like legs spread, legs akimbo. <laughs> Just totally chilled out. That would be Kira. She'd be like, I'm what? <laughs> I thought it hilarious when Cisco said that if Kira were to kill him there when they got caught, that it wouldn't end there for him because his name would be remembered across, yeah, yeah. across the whole entire quadrant <laughs> and people would be talking about it. And I was fight, like, fight oh, for his come cause. on, hun. You're so up yourself. I thought that was people like, won't remember you for building that clock. Yeah, I like the evil side of like the Bajorans becoming aggressors in this whole thing, but I did find the Starfleet ones the funniest. Starfleet are so by the book, aren't they, that when you see them acting out of character, yeah. Cisco's drawings reminded me of Archer with the book, Enterprise's second season episode, Singularity, where they all become mm. obsessed, obsessed with things. And you don't notice at first they're obsessed. I mean, there's loads of funny stuff in that episode, but Archer with the book really reminded me of Mine is Cisco trip with, with the chair. Trip with the captain's chair. Yeah. Uh, read with the read alert. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch that episode now. That was hilarious. That was kind of similar to this one, I guess, in a, in a way. But I did think maybe it was the same thing that had happened to them, but no, I can't no. remember what it was. I think it was slightly different. I can't remember what caused it in Enterprise. No. But similar concept, anyway, of uh, mm. unlike them butting heads with T'Pol. So um, a nice concept. You know, any moments you particularly liked from this, this episode? It's not super memorable. Like, it was fun. Like, yeah. a couple of moments were quite fun. I like the end bit where they're all in the room. So I did wonder, is someone going to... Get killed. Well, no, not get killed. I know they're not going to... I'm not that lucky. I'm joking. But it was a bit tense, but yeah. Just yeah. I loved the uh, final sequence in the cargo bay. When Cisco was making his rant about how his name will be spoken about across the entire quadrant, people will come and fight in his name. I, that was, for me, gold. Only because you want to go and fight in his name. I would fight in Cisco's name. I also loved Bashir was making sure people were picking sides and you better, you know, place your money on the right side. And then when Odo's like, well, you know what? We could have our own side. And Bashir's like, oh, tell yeah. me more. I felt like it was some of them I was seeing, like, their mirror universe counterparts, yeah. you know? Particularly with Bashir. He was yeah. scheming. I was like, I wouldn't trust him at all when he was like that. Yeah, and he's not at all like that in real life, is yeah, he? Oh, no, no. So I thought he was brilliant then. In real um, life? Who even am I? So this episode kind of became an Odo episode, in a sense. Yeah, I love, Odo I love the Good Odo, Odo episode. Yeah, Odo does have really good episodes. Odo I was quite a fan of this. I, I think I probably would rewatch it as well. But we did, you know, we did move on to the next two episodes after this quite swiftly. So I, I can't blame you for not remembering lots of this when you had Duet and In the Hands of the Prophets as your next ones, which are pretty mm. significant episodes. So I guess this was just like a fun one before we got into the heavy, well, Bajoran politics, really, for the next couple of episodes. Thumbs up. They're hovering around the middle for that one. That's all right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take that. That's fine. Rise of Starfleet Command only. Oh, I'm certifying I ordered you to read it. Know anything at all about this planet? What every ship captain knows. General Order 7, no vessel under any condition, emergency or otherwise, is to visit Talos IV. And to do so is the only death penalty left on our books. Only Fleet Command knows why. Not even this file explains that. Mm. 
but it does name the only Earth ship that ever visited the planet. The Enterprise. Commanded by Captain Christopher Pike. With a half-Vulcan science officer named Spock. Commodore! Captain Pike, he's gone! Linda's here. What is it? Starship Enterprise, Commodore. It's warping out of orbit. Refuses to acknowledge our signal. So before we talk about this episode of TOS, we should put a disclaimer on there that you are familiar with Captain Christopher Pike through Discovery. Yeah. And so his relationship with Spock. Now, his story in Discovery Season 2 takes place in between the flashbacks we see in this episode and the actual present day of the episodes. So you've seen like the middle part of the story. And in fact, you've actually seen what causes him to get the Pike yeah. character stuck yeah. in this wheelchair with the damage done to him. And you've seen the decision he made in Discovery that cemented that, which suddenly makes Pike such a, like a much more important character than he ever was. I mean, and tragic Oh, definitely tragic. It was sad enough, but when Discovery added in the <clears throat> idea that he accepted that fate just to get the time crystals to help stop Control from taking over the universe, it's, it's like, wow, what a hero. He had a chance to run away from it as well, if you remember. Yeah, selfless act. So we are talking about, I believe it's the only two-parter of TOS, which is uh, the Menagerie. So parts one and two. We're going to talk about both parts together. Do you want to hit us up with a sort of quick summary of the plot? Yeah. As far as your non tracky mind saw it? You're going to have to help me out with some names here. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so there's a transmission from Planet, from Captain Pike, kind of, asking Spock to come, or asking Enterprise to come and do something for him. And they're like, when they get there, he's like in a block and he's just basically a moving head and he flashes once for yes and twice for no on his little light and he can't do anything else so they're like there is no way that this message could have come from here so they send spock off to investigate but naughty little spock has actually been telling porky pies this whole time yes and he has manipulated the situation so that he can steal captain pike from there and take him to a planet which i don't remember the name of insert name here Talos 4. There we go. Well, they end up having a trial for Spock because they find out that he's been a naughty little sausage and they're like, you did something wrong. What are we going to do with you? We're going to court-martial you. And he shows them all these flashback clips from the Enterprise where Captain Pike was going to Talos 4 and he got taken and put in a cage, I guess, the menagerie. And yeah, then... well, the original pilot was called The Cage, mm. which this footage was from the first Star Trek episode that ever got produced. Mm. Yeah, and we should add as well that they couldn't understand how Spock had this video footage. Yeah. It, it, they're like, like no, there's no cameraman on the bridge. How do you have all this? And uh, we find out that it was actually the inhabitants of Talos Four were sending the signal. So they had it all. They have like amazing brains and they can kind of fabricate anything you need from there. And it showed in this like flashback video that... Video? <laughs> VHS that Captain Pike had gone down to the planet and he'd he'd met this woman who was not really real. No, she was real. She, yeah, she was real. He thought she wasn't real. But it turns uh, out she Vina. was real yeah. and she was just old, but they'd made her look really pretty. So I actually kind of figured out by this point, oh, they pro Spock probably wants to take him back there so that he can keep living his best life. Oh, did you figure that out then? Yeah, and okay. I thought, like, he's just a machine right now and he can't do anything. So if you take him back there, that he'll live a better life. But at the end of the trial, turns out that the Admiral or whatever his name was, who could well, come to real. do the trial, was also not real. An illusion, so yeah. It was all to explain to Kirk 
what he'd done. He actually why voted he'd done guilty it. as well against yeah. Fox. It was to keep Kirk busy. That's mm. what the whole court martial was for, and all of it. It was to it was to keep everyone busy so that they wouldn't really be paying attention. I guess the time passing as they were getting to the or trying to regain control. I do of the have a question though. Ship. Okay. Why was Captain Pike so shitty about it? Because he was like, "Do you really want to go to this thing?" And first he was like, "Beep beep," and I was like, "Come on, man." Spock's really put himself out there for you. Well, I have a feeling that Pike figured out all along what was happening. You know, because he was saying no to Spock at the start. Mm. So I was going to do this and he was saying no. I think it was obvious that Pike knew what Spock wanted to do. But I wonder if they've chatted about it before. I'm looking forward to Strange New Worlds because I feel like this information is going to get told to Spock Mm. that this is going to happen. And I feel like, God, if I was ending Strange New Worlds and assuming it ends at the moment when Pike leaves the ship or something, I would, the final scene or something would be... Spock reaching out to the Telosians to mm. make this plan, you know? But, like, surely that sounds ideal. You're stuck in this box and, like, you're told, yeah, we can't approach the planet because they'll kill everybody. Well, isn't it sad for I, you? D- I just didn't get it. Isn't it sad for you, though, that, like, he was so against this fake, this menagerie, this this fake life, and that when he was a fit and healthy commanding officer, but now he was so... He had nothing. As they say, like, he was inside still fully functioning but mm. the damage to his body meant he just couldn't yeah he would have been screaming in his head because he, he's still pike which makes it even worse i was talking to someone about this the other day like the challenges that come with like being completely able-minded and your body not being able to do what you want it to do but then the other way around as well like your body still moves but your mind doesn't know what to do with it i don't mm. know which one's worse both of them are equally horrific i felt for pike in this one i don't know if i felt for him more because now we're more familiar with pike because of mm. discovery but i think one reason he was like saying no in the early parts particularly part one was because he didn't want spock to yeah risk his career maybe you know so i think that's why he was like no and i bought into it because of discovery's things now for whatever anyone wants to say about discovery and we love discovery but whatever anyone wants to say about it the pike and spock relationship from season two is yeah, that was it's really incredible. Good. Like it's it's got its own TV show based off of how strong it was. It added so much to this episode for me. And yeah, I, I was thinking Pike was like, no, don't. And I think he only said yes at the end, like he wants to go there because it was like, well, we're here now, so I'm not going to play the game anymore. Like he didn't he vote guilty? He voted guilty, didn't he? Yeah, as well. Yeah. And I could believe Pike doing that from what we saw of him on Discovery. I can believe he would say, you know what, Spock, you are guilty. You did steal the ship. You did fake recordings and and things like that. I'm kind of with Pike on that one. What do you think of all the the old footage then of Pike as a captain? It's a little bit dated, obviously, and when it got written, they didn't know what Trek was going to be even a year later with TOS. But are you surprised it never got picked up as it was? Um, Yeah, because to me, it's not that different Mm. to TOS. And actually, don't hate me, disclaimer, you're about to hate me. I actually like Captain Pike way more than I like Kirk. Oh, from that one episode? Yeah. Well, I think Pike was a more depressed man. But I think that was the whole point, was he he's on this long journey, he's just lost some crewmen, he's disillusioned and everything. Whereas I think that, I don't know, I can't remember, I've read all this stuff, I just, it's not stuck with me, but I don't know if the network necessarily wanted that. No, I guess the, if it's like hero. your first thing, like you need a sparkly hero who can be optimistic and do all these things. But I don't know, I quite like the, the slightly broken man character. How do you think about this as a sort of conclusion for Pike then? I thought actually Discovery tied their bit in really well because obviously back then they probably hadn't thought about how he got like that in the specifics you know Um, we didn't see it either do we It was a discovery we saw it the actual event yeah i really like it when when shows are able to do that or anything really go back and sort of tie it into like wicked and the wizard of oz you know you can Hmm. sort of see the backstory of it and then it, it, it gives you like more depth to the characters i think 
I thought it was really good. It took a tragic outcome for the previous captain of the Enterprise, and then Discovery made it even more tragic that he'd chosen mm. that fate for himself, knowing what it meant, you know? And with the new effects as well. I mean, it, his face looked pretty messed up anyway in this. Mm. But if you remember Discovery, they had like the melting face was moving, I think, as well, like oh, God. Uh, on Discovery. So, joys of modern technology. What about then the. Spock and Kirk aspect of this. Kirk could not understand why Spock was working against him. Spock wouldn't say. So Spock clearly had a loyalty to Pike. That I think fits with what we saw as well in Discovery. Mm. Before you sort of piece together what was going on, I mean, were you a bit surprised that Spock was so blatantly uh, just yeah, not bringing Kirk into things? I was, because... That kind of, for me, goes against the whole Vulcan thing. Like, that's him demonstrating his emotion on a, in a big way. It's definitely know? emotional, isn't Rather it? Rather than yeah. following logic. But I did like at the end how Kirk said, like, you could have come to me. But I don't think he could have. Do you not think Kirk no. would have gone along with it? No. Wow. I think Kirk would be like, listen, it's a nice idea. However. We would get killed if we go to that Yeah. Camp. And, you know, I, I'm by the book. Apart from when it comes to women. <laughs> And then I will shag all my subordinates. I mean, the funny thing with that planet as well, like the idea that punishment is death if you go there. I mean, that's very... I'm amazed they kept that for Discovery because it doesn't fit at all with anything else that we've seen of Starfleet in uh, in Star Trek. Mm. You've hit on a point there with Spock and logic and emotions of what he was doing because Spock would argue that it's only logical that he should be taken to Talos for because they wanted him there anyway for, mm. for his lady. And this is a way where actually he can live a life without living a life, I guess. But also, it was an emotional decision because Spock probably wouldn't have gone to those lengths for anyone else. No. Apart from maybe Kirk, I guess. And if it was entirely logical, he could have argued that with someone, surely. Yeah. Or even taking it upon himself to do an individual mission of it, you yeah. know? He probably could have applied to do that and that would have been fine. I don't know, it was just a bit, it was a bit messed up for the Spock character, but it was nice. Yeah. It's kind of what you imagine Spock would be like in, in his human side. And for me as well, I know this was made before, but we can all tie it in together now. For me, it's a little bit of Michael Burnham. Like, Michael Burnham would have done that. Yeah, a little bit, like, ty- not not tyrannical. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's family. Deviant. Yeah, and it's family. Yeah. She would have gone out. That's one of her colleagues, a crew. She would have done mm. anything to give him a happy fate. And so Spock doing that feels very much like Michael. And give, bear in mind, they grew up with each other. I don't know. I think that you can actually, you can use Discovery to add so many layers to this. Mm. episode I'm looking forward to what Strange New Worlds does Discovery fits in nicely but you know Strange New Worlds has the risk of of messing up continuity with this or something because it's much more focused story on Pike but I'm there for it I'm, I'm all for it so this episode for you then very serious episode compared to mm. some previous ones I mean you like these though this two part I did the first part I found very confusing and I couldn't get to grips with it at all but I did enjoy it but the second part really answered all the questions that I needed answered it was it was really good I think it's one of the strongest ones so far for me yeah and we're about to go to a really good stretch soon I'm glad you enjoyed it I did back on the TOS love wagon Welcome to her first track. I think that's too, that's too quiet. Yeah, see, now I'm self-conscious Just talk about normal. My... That is normal. Hello, and welcome to her first track. Nice to hear you again. No, nice for you to hear Let's us again. Let's start again. Let's start again. Jesus. <laughs> we, we've been recording for over a minute now. I'm bad at intro. this. Just, come on. You just got to welcome in. You don't need to say anything fancy. Hi, and welcome to her first track. Welcome. 
Like, this is awful. <laughs> this is the worst I've ever heard in my life. You just said I had to welcome this, people. This is the worst intro. This, I'll give you one more go. <laughs> I think you should just do There's it. There's a blooper reel coming out of this one, I think. All right, try again. Don't say what. I've said everything I need to say. <laughs> right, we can do this. We can do this. Go. For crying out loud. <laughs> Come on, you got this. You got this. Hello, and welcome to this Trek. Okay, you haven't got this. You don't have this at all. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Yeah, so we cut to night time. Harry sneaks out of the bed and starts looking up Voyager with his security codes, etc., um, again, should be in underwear, but... Computer, show me Tom Paris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> show me his location right now. Oh, he's 450 meters away. <laughs> hey. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was Grongle. That's... He's like, I have to go to a hookup. Libby, I have to go to Bear. I have to... He found... He found him Tom on, and on Space on Star Trek Grinder, and he's like, it's Space Grinder. <laughs> Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. And Picard's the other character trying to solve the mystery. So he leaves for that reason alone. It could be, and it could really be any character. Any one of, of the main cast members could have gone with Data and been there with Data several days later trying to solve what happened to the Enterprise. It's it, it it's very very much a kind of a, a plot reason and nothing more, I think. Yeah, um I kind of wish Data had stayed on the ship actually, because I would like to have seen him regress to a pocket calculator. <laughs> Computer, deactivate Holosuite.